Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Maddie, man, I appreciate you so much for being here today. Glad to be here, man. Excited. This past weekend, Tony preached a message on sharing your faith. It's part of a six-week series where we're learning to make disciples. And this one I found helpful on a number of levels. The whole thing has been so good. Um, you know, just from a real practical application standpoint, um, but this week was, was one of my favorites, just even in, in the context of my own small group, like being able to sit and, and hear other people's stories and how they would, which I know we'll talk about this later, but how they'd share their 15-second testimony. I mean, it was just a really, really cool, it's a really cool week. It was, a, it was an exciting week. I like the way you set it up that in saying that, you know, if you are a follower of Christ, if you're a Christian, a believer, you have a story. And throughout that whole journey of growing in our faith, our stories just pile up of God's work in our life. There's this moment of salvation for us as Christ followers, right? And and you and I know this that that the cross didn't just save us; it saves us. It's it's a continuous thing, and and Jesus is continuing to write my story. He's continuing to write your story. And um, man, I sure do wish there were moments in my life where, like, I gave my life to Jesus, and and kind of that was it, right? Like, I I was made perfect, if you would, or well, there was, there was nothing else that was ever going to go wrong in my life. But, you know, if you follow Jesus for for a day, you realize pretty quickly that, you know, as that old hymn goes, like, Lord, I need you every hour I need you because I need to be continue to be made to look like Jesus, that process, that process of, of sanctification, if you would. Like, that's, that's our testimony, right? Like, how we're being made to look more like Jesus. Yeah, I think sometimes as believers, we, we, we make it harder than it really needs to be. I'm talking about sharing our story. Why do you think that is? I think we've done a disservice to our people at times in that we love to share these stories of radical life change, right? Like, and that's, it's easy for me to say that because that, that's kind of my story, right? Like I was far, far from God, lost in sin, and had this 180 life change. And we like to share stories like that because it, I mean, it communicates that, you know, if, if, if God can save me, God can save anybody. And those are often the stories as we share them that we, we highlight and uh, we make videos for and we really promote these these stories, which can leave people who have, have maybe followed Jesus all of their lives or came to faith at a young age. It can leave them feeling like, oh, well, well, I don't have a story worth sharing because my story is not like that. Um, and that's one of the things that Pastor said this weekend that I loved uh, was that if you if you came to faith in Christ at any point, you have a story of, of death to life, right? Like that in and of itself is an incredible, incredible testimony. You know, that's, that's my wife's story. She came to faith when she was 12 years old. Um, her mom led her to faith, reading her a track that someone had left with them. And, and that's where she accepted Christ was in, in the bedroom, reading that track. So I'm reminded every day in my life that, that she has this incredibly powerful testimony of just God's goodness, God's protection, God's rescue. 
Um, and partly because his story didn't look like mine. Uh, you know, what you said is so true. God's goodness, that's the story we're telling. You know, the Bible tells us that God is good and the things that he does are good. Uh, somewhere in the Psalms, I'd have to look that up, but I, I know that it says yeah. that. And those are the stories that, that we can tell people. You know, Tony even said that, uh, you know, we have a salvation story, but we also have many, many, many more stories of God's goodness and faithfulness. I was talking to my kids this morning as we've been working through the devotional. Um, and practicing our 15-second testimony. And, and my son uh, was sharing his 15-second testimony of being uh, nervous in front of people and developing as a musician and, 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 and God just giving him a gift in that and a passion in that, and that's developed uh, to a point where he can be in front. And he just doesn't find that, that anxiousness in sharing that gift before people before. But it didn't start out that way. He was very nervous the first several times. And so, of course, I took longer than 15 seconds right, to tell that. But that's the point is he's telling the story of God's goodness in that situation. And I told him, I said, Nathan, I told my daughter, Sarah, our oldest is in college. So the two of them, I said, you know, I think it's James 1.17. I got that one down. It's, you know, where it says that uh, every good and perfect gift, gift comes from God. It's a paraphrase. So these good gifts that we experience, we can share those stories. And people, people, I think, whether they realize it or not, are desperate to hear those. Our story, to your point, like you just said this, it's God's story, right? Like, so, yes, it's, it's what's taking place in my life. But really, again, to your point, I'm just telling people what God has done. It just so happened to be he did it in my life. But it's the story that he's written. And if whether that's the story of, of God being this redeemer as it is in my story and, and, and pulling me out of something or God being a protector, he, he's no more one than the other, right? He's equally as protector as he is redeemer. And, and both of those things, those attributes contribute to who he is as God and both are worth telling, both the stories we're sharing. That's the woman at the well too, right? I mean, she, she went into the village and said, come in and, and meet the guy who told me everything I ever did. She was excited to share what God did in her. Yeah. He confronted her on a very personal level, met her in, in, a, in, a, in a dark place, you know, that, that she kept pretty secret, I'm sure. Um, maybe I'm reading a little bit into that, but I believe that's what's happening here oh in this God. story. And, and she's like, hey, y'all come meet this guy. So she goes and she tells, come and meet the man that did this in me. Yeah. You know, Tony, right before he shared that, he kind of set up, the reason we share stories, right? Like stories have, they give us credibility and, and context and so on and so forth. And, you know, it, it was really interesting watching this play out. Um, so, you know, I will find myself doing services kind of backstage with our band and whatnot. Um, and we each sit in a different service. So some of us are 8, 15, 9, 30, 11, uh, at least on a Bonnie Oaks campus. Um, which usually means... Uh, let people in on a little little behind the scenes here that as we're listening to Tony's message on a video during that hour for those of us that are not in the room uh, there's chit chatting going on right like contrary to popular belief we don't sit down all three services and we're glued to what what's going on uh, sorry pastor um, and at the point that uh, Miss Becky's story came on the screen the whole room went quiet mm-hmm. um and it was, it just further validated his point that stories capture our attention, right? Like, here we are, he's preaching, we're chit-chatting, her video comes up, she begins to share her story, and everyone goes quiet, and all of a sudden, everyone's locked in on this TV, 
wanting to hear what God has done in this lady's life. Uh, she finishes, right? Like there's applause in the room, pastor keeps on preaching and then the conversation bubbles back up again. And it was this surreal moment for me of watching what, what pastor's saying, watching it play out in the room. Um, that stories are captivating, right? We, we, we want to know what God is doing in people's lives. And as uncomfortable as sometimes we may feel in sharing that, like there's, there's nothing more I love than hearing what God is doing in your life, right? And, and here's how God is working in, in my story. And it encourages my faith. And, you know, as we hear what God is doing, I'm, I'm reminded that I'm not alone in my struggles, right? Like, you know, we talked about this a little few weeks ago with small groups that being in the context of community helps us realize that I'm not the only one that there are other people just like me. And we can't know that unless we share stories with each other and, and share what God is doing. So, uh, you know, the woman at the well, she took off and said, here's my story. Come and see this guy that that's told me everything I've ever done. Um, and it was the context of her story that was a catalyst for, for a whole region being changed and people coming to faith in Jesus. Like, it's incredible. It is. So let's do that. Let's do that right now as we're sure. wrapping this video up. You know, one of the challenges that Tony gave us is to practice our 15-second testimony. Yeah, yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, you know, there was a time in my life when I was hurt and angry, um, and then my friend Matt introduced me to Jesus for the very first time. I repented of my sin, decided to follow Jesus, and now my life is filled with joy and purpose. Michael, has there ever been a time in your life that you've had a story like that? Yeah, man, it's interesting that you talk about anger because people often tell me how— I don't get upset. I, I don't get angry. They, 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 they see that as a trait in my life, but they don't know my background because there have been many times in my life where anger just characterized me. But because of what Jesus is actively doing in my life, I find myself being able to approach situations. I think I'm longer than 15 seconds now. So I'm going to work on this. <laughs> a little more peaceful than, than I used to. Yeah, you know, what I love about the 15-second testimony, and, and we talked about this in our small group on Sunday night, is that I think it's sometimes hard for us to, to share our story because we maybe we feel like we need to share all the details of, of the things we've experienced or the things we've done or whatever that may look like. Um, and what the 15-second testimony allows us to do is, is kind of boil it down to things, to two really simple um I don't know if emotions is the right word, but two things that we felt, two places that we were uh, in a way that that gives context to, to our story without having to share all those details. And, yeah. you know, like we were just talking about, I love that I'd, I've now got a really practical way that I, I can actually share my story with my kindergartner without having to worry about, like, how do I explain all the details of where I was and, and so on and so forth? But I can I can now communicate to him in such a way that says, here's, here's what daddy's life was like. I met Jesus and I was changed. And now here's who you see. And it, daddy hasn't always been like this. There was a moment where Jesus changed my life. And and even, goodness, to my, to my five-year-old, like, do you know that Jesus can change your life too? I left this weekend just feeling empowered, in the, even in the context of my own family, like discipling my family to know and love Jesus in a way that I can share my story. And, and I, I really believe my kindergartner would understand that Jesus changed my dad's life. I love it. Um, which is a powerful, powerful tool. Maddie, man, thank you so much, man. This has been exciting. I just, I just trust that God's going to use this 
Hope so, man. People this week. I appreciate you. Thanks, Adam. Love you, brother. You too, buddy. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please, stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.